0: It is Tuesday, November 28th, 2023, and you're listening to episode number 33 of This Ain't Iowa, Volume 2. First of all, Tony, that fucking opening theme song is a banger, and I've been saying that for years.
1: Have you? I wasn't sure if I was supposed to uh, sing along or not. That's,
0: oh, that would have been good. good. <laughs> can we, and can we talk about that, that, been
1: that? cut. That cut. Did you? Did you just close your Let eyes me, and throw a hold throw on, a dart? Throw a dart at your editing software to end that
0: cut. Well, it's you like, you lost him. You meat. lost. You lost him at editing software. Uh, let me let me let me get everybody excited. Uh, of course, we are joined by one of the true Renaissance man. I don't a hundred percent know what that means, but uh, but but we're joined by a man who, of course, has been a professional BMX rider. He has been a journalist. He is a uh, a singer, a songwriter, a musician, a producer, probably. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, singer songwriter Jack Johnson—not that one, the other one. Uh, good to talk to you again, bro. Is, is Jack Johnson okay? Do you prefer Jack shit? Is that your new? From what I understand, is that is that what we're going by these days?
1: Uh, depends. Depends who's asking. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, no. I mean, Jack Johnson is my is my uh, my given uh, my birth name. Yeah. Um, yeah, the jack shit thing is kind of a kind of a, uh, I guess, well, I tell the band it's a band, you know. So.
0: <laughs> right, that's, the, the, front, the front man always has to tell him that it's a band, but we all know what's up. It's a band, but, you know, it's like Bon Jovi. We're a band, but let's call it my name. Uh, you, know, you, know, you know, right, Brian? <laughs> who, who are you talking to, bro? Absolutely. Of course we're a show. It's just... Co-host, right? They're all are right. all hosts. It's somebody. our show, guys. It's yeah. a team. We couldn't do it. Couldn't do it without each and every one of you. Except we actually never do it without me. That's part of the <laughs> part of the rule. Uh, uh, Nick, Jeng, I, first I of all, I
1: used, yeah. I used that. I actually used that line on somebody once.
0: But um, you know it's hard out here. It's hard out here. Damn it. I want to. I want to get caught up with you, man. Because listen, last time we spoke, you were still living uh, in the greater Boulder City, Las Vegas area. Uh, you mm. uh, you you know you were still uh, involved in journalism. Yes, you were a musician. Uh, uh, you had probably you know our favorite band name of all time. You were playing with Danger Boner at the time. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and uh, but but it, it seemed like you you hadn't you, you weren't necessarily all in, but. From what I can tell, bro, you're, you're all in these days. T- tell me a little bit about the, the last, you know, eight, ten years. What, uh, you know, what, what have you been up to? Where are you now? Let's get into it.
1: Oh, God. Well, I, I started off uh, uh, 20, 2014 with a uh, a, uh, a quarter-life crisis and a, and a breakup and the, the end of my newspaper career. And mm. uh, it's been— I feel like uh, that's our
0: fault a little bit. <laughs> I, 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 it's I was actually been, uh, thinking about that real real i'm sorry real quick i was actually thinking about that because obviously your article was really the only real press we ever got and i, I just uh, i remember thinking to myself that was like a three-page spread how did you fucking how did you pull that yeah, off? you went to three, an editor three, and they allowed you to do that
1: a three-page spread uh with the uh the piece titled, uh, one for the fat
0: and the ugly. Yeah, no, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, and I, believe me, my I therapist nothing knows I also nothing
1: to do with, we don't, we don't, uh, <laughs> write the headlines. The writer doesn't get to do that. That's the editor's job. So anyways, um, yeah, so 2014 sucked and it's been, uh, it's been, uh,
0: steadily getting worse ever since (laughs) oh boy that's good so you're not yeah get into so you're not living in boulder city anymore you left your hometown i moved
1: moved to australia for a year in uh, 2014 and um yeah everything kind of went went sideways and you know it was a uh i I was born there my my grandmother uh was australian on my mom's side and uh they're my folks were living over there when I was born and um so you know American parents born in Australia sort of thing so I'm uh anyways I got dual citizenship and and living over there had, had always been something that um you know seemed seemed fun like I could do that with uh with passport um so, uh, so yeah, I did that for about a year and, uh, it was great. Uh, I was on the dole, uh, for a year. Um, that
0: is great. Yeah. yeah. I thought you said things went South. This sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Are you yeah, back? Well, well, well <laughs> I came back.
1: I, I actually saw Tony out there. Yep. We, I, we, I saw Tony uh, once or maybe a couple times. Couple I don't of times, yeah. Oh, I caught you live. No, we were definitely, definitely were up on that, that cool, uh, roof, rooftop bar in the, the Melbourne, uh uh, CBD. Yeah. Downtown, downtown, as you might say. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah. So I get out there, I, I you know, let, quit slash quit slash. Well, I quit my, my job at the paper in Boulder city cause you know, it was time and, uh, and I gave him a month, a month's notice. And just backing up a little bit, because it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of institutional knowledge. It's hard to, it's hard to fill, you know, that, that sort of position, you know, not just hiring, but, you know, the transition and all that, and um, mm-hmm. put a lot of work into that paper. And um, with uh, my buddy Arnold Knightley, who was the editor for years, and then got, Promoted, if you will, to to be the editor of City Life, uh, Las Vegas City Life, the the great alt weekly that was around for twenty years, uh, until <laughs> he was the editor for about a month until they shut it down, and uh, so uh, they brought this other woman in that that I didn't get along with to to be my boss, and um, tell me about it. Yeah, so I quit. Oh, I you said quit. boss. I thought you said wife. I quit. <laughs> I, I quit. I gave him a month, and uh, and then I, and then we got, got in a fight about something. She, she, you know, was giving me a hard time about something, and I, I called her out for misspelling the city attorney's name above the fold, you know, like journalism 101 kind of stuff. And I come in the next day, and she goes, clean out your desk. I am like, yeah. What are
0: you? what do you i quit what are you talking about you can't fire me oh the man. old you can't fire me i quit perfect <laughs> that, and it actually you could actually say that and it's for real this time oh yeah man, yeah this is just like a movie the rogue yeah. journalist kick it along with a square editor uh yeah. this is great all right keep going so, okay so anyways i yeah
1: that's how that ended and i i uh you know cashed out a 401k uh which wasn't much, uh, sold a motorcycle and went to Australia, but that money didn't last long. And so I got some cousins over there and my, my friend Bethany from Vegas, uh, had been living over there. She met an Australian guy and moved over there. And a couple of people told me, oh mate, uh, you know, get on the dole. And I'm, you know, thinking about it with like the, it. uh, the American mindset, like, Ah, oh, you know, I don't need unemployment. You know, save that for the you know the people that really need it. You know, uh, I've never been on it over here. You know, I'm I'm able-bodied. You know, sure.
0: All that yeah, of, save it for us cripples. And, yeah. yeah, I'll probably. I'll probably yeah, Tony was furious. Yeah, yeah. be a scuba yeah. guide. Yeah, yeah, and uh,
1: Tony was going to get a raise, and then I showed up. Um, yeah, so they uh, so and then and then they you know a couple a couple mates that are like, you know, my cousins and a, an engineer, you know, the other, other friend is, you know, as a, these are, you, you know, not, um,
0: Professional uh, types. Sounds they're like they're profe- real professional they're types. They're professionals. Yeah. We're
1: professionals. Yeah. They're like, Oh mate, no, yeah. get on the dole. Everybody does it. we done it. Every, you know? So, yeah. So I did. And, and, you know, you just go down to the library and, and, and uh, tell them you're applying for jobs, which of course you're not. And, you know, get on the Internet. I had to go to the library because we didn't have Wi-Fi in my apartment. Um, anyways, Oof, and I, so, I, so I was on the dole for about about a year. And it was it was such a, a thing that the the agency over there, um, Tony, maybe you could speak to this or it doesn't even matter, but it's called Centerlink. Yeah, um, that's that's the government agency that is like the unemployment office, you know um it's the centerlink office office um and uh and uh so anyways i i i end up in an apartment with some musicians that i met at a bar and uh and we you know started a band or or um they thought it was a band but it was really my solo project you know
0: <laughs> but <laughs> yep <laughs> <laughs> Loud and clear. Wait how how old how old are you at this point? I'm I'm just trying to put this all in perspective. How old turned, are you? At this point? I turned 30. I turned 30 in Australia. Oh, yeah. um, okay. Okay. Is it all so, coming together, Brian? Oh, that, so, believe me, all this feels very familiar. But Please the point. The point.
1: Uh, winding up to the uh, uh, the point of the story is is that the everybody in my band was on the dole. Everybody in every band that I knew was on the dole. And uh, the um, the, uh, the the dole was uh, referred to um, colloquially as the uh, Centerlink Music Scholarship.
0: Uh, <laughs> hey,
2: which is so, I like accurate. that actually. It allows you yeah. to actually get out. <laughs> Have you, hear. ever heard,
1: you ever heard that, Tony? Yes. Yep. Um, I'm sure. Generally music scholarship or art scholarship. I mean, I art know you're an artist. Art scholarship in general you're
2: is more commonly well. what I've heard it called because, yeah, it supports all kinds of uh, artists and musicians. And anybody essentially um, that wants to do a creative career has to spend a fair bit of time applying for those jobs in the paper uh, or on the internet that just um, yeah are designed to just get you through a payment, uh, just get you through an application that you know you won't get. There'll be three thousand people so applying question, for.
0: Yeah, yeah. So the the big question is why it sounds amazing. Why why would you have left that that magical lifestyle?
1: Um, there there was a, you know, there's always been a a. a you know, my American side, my mom's side of the family is, you know, close to our Australian side of the family. And and I've always felt, um, you know, my Australian heritage is, is, you know, it's 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 a thing. You know, my mom always, is it. Uh, Australian heritage hey, I mean, almost my, my sounds mom, made up to me. So- but,
0: all right. <laughs> Well, it's just kind
1: of like the play. Anytime my mom would get really pissed, you know, she's gonna sell everything and move to Australia. You know, that's been like <laughs> okay. The, I got I, it. kind of like the the like matriarch of our family now. My my grandma's sister is like, you know, uh, you know, Australian lady. There's just a lot of fondness there. So I I go over there, and and so I'm going over there with that, and then, you know, just. um, I'm a huge Nick Cave fan, you know, and, uh, so, and, and some other Australian acts. And, uh, so there's the music and there was a, there was a draw, you know, uh, and so I get over there and, uh, and it was great, you know, but I'm over there with limited, uh, funds. I mean, the, the center link thing would keep you, keep the lights on, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't enough to, to i mean it was like 1200 a month or something and and we're, we're talking australian money which doesn't go far you know pack a pack of six is like is like 40 bucks
2: you uh, know it's a lot more
1: yeah um, oh jesus yeah so anyways uh and so th- there was this uh there was this line i read in um I'd i'd been telling people it was it was hemingway but i think i reread it and it was richard ford this uh, fiction writer R- richard ford um i think it was in his book independence day but he's he's uh you know he talks about living he's living in england or some somewhere in europe and and he says there's a point where if you're an american and you want to stay an american um not like you know literally but it, the the essence of who you are you know if you want to stay an american you can't stay in a place like that too long because it just they they're just they're just vibrating on, on a different uh frequency i think you know i mean it's beautiful is, like well we're, this is we're, also we're go, this huh? is
0: also why i think this is also why i think musicians are just like such poetic people because you see this quote and you know and and like and somehow it like touches your soul and you're like you know what is it like (laughs) to be an american and then like as a comic i'm like what's this freckle on my balls is that a thing can i make that into a thing like it's just it's a whole different art form
1: well i promised my girlfriend i'd come on here and talk about pussy and uh so i got plenty of time uh, yeah i gotta anyways um so so uh, I was, you know, I was over there. I was broke. I didn't, I didn't have a car. Um, met some people, you know, the music scene was incredible, uh, put an incredible little band together. I mean, just the first few dudes I met, like one of my first nights out ended up being my band and, uh, they were still like, you know, some of the best players I've, I've ever met. Um, I, 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 you know, I, I met a couple ladies over there and the, they were, they were nice. Um, uh, you know, I was caught up with some family. I mean, hung out on beautiful postcard beach after beautiful p- postcard beach. Um, you know, I mean the place, the place really is, uh, paradise and in, in so many ways. Um, but you know, you, you missed your family. You miss, I mean, I had a, I had a, if you're in a band, you don't really travel and tour in the same way over there. You know, it's, it's expensive and it's, um, you know, I didn't have a, I didn't have a car and there's just not as many cities. It's, you know, there's something to to be said about just, you know, piling in the van and and driving across the country. And, um, you know, I missed that. Uh, there, there was, uh, I had my sights set on Nashville for a while. I had a cousin that had moved out here, some friends from Vegas that had moved out here. Um, I started working with a, uh, an incredible, um, engineer, uh, named Eddie Spear out here who, who was kind of an up and coming guy at the time. and. And now he's, like, doing all kinds of huge, huge stuff. So I I had a lot of... And when I got out there, all the music, musicians I met in Australia wanted to come to Nashville, too, you know? So it... I, I You know, I did my time out there, and once I, I felt like I was, um, you know, kind of stagnating, which I, I wasn't, you know, I had a lot... Um, you know, I got pretty... Like coming back to what I was saying about being an American. I mean, we're very driven, you know, in this way. And I'm a, I'm a lazy American, you know, but, yeah. but I or, a, am,
0: or, 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 an American, I know. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, but it's, it's such a part. I mean, I go out there. I hit the ground. I'm booking shows. I'm, I'm meeting people. I'm, I mean, we put together a. Um, uh, I don't know if you. Uh, how many people listening ever listen to Towns Van Zandt, But he's, um, you know, one of the best singer-songwriters who ever lived. Oh, and, I uh, thought you were own... going to
2: say best human beings to ever live, nicest people <laughs> to ever get along with. Uh, most well, yeah, he's a he's,
1: a he's a storied he's a storied guy. Um, I've actually gotten to know his daughter out here, and. Oh, and she, no, she's, she's awesome. She's a real, real sweetheart. Um, I worked with her boyfriend, but, um, anyways, uh, yeah, so I, I, you know, my dad told me, Hey, there's this video on the internet of towns playing this, uh, wine bar in, in Melbourne and in, in the early nineties. And it turns out it was his only, um, Australian performance. Or tour, I'm sorry, in like 93 or something. Towards the end of his career, I think he died in, in like 97, 98. 97. Um, 90, it was New Year's Day. I don't know if it was New Year's Day 97. Yep. Is
0: that right? Let's, yeah. Uh, yeah. let's figure it out.
1: Yeah, oh, sorry, so, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> if only there was a way. So anyways, <laughs> I tracked down this this bar and, and we put together a Towns tribute show at the only place in in melbourne that towns had ever played and it wasn't the same venue i mean it would it was over 20 years or maybe close to 20 years had um or maybe it was 15 i i'm my math no almost 20 years um and uh so we go into this place it's like a restaurant and we're like hey did you know you know that this songwriter you've never heard of played here 20 years ago you mind if we take the place over and bring a bunch of musicians in here and we'll do a little tribute show for charity and uh and they let us do it and 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 it was great but you know i just i was totally burnt out I learned something, you know, I, 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 got totally burnt out. I was working at the newspaper out here. My, my bandmates, you know, the band was, you know, just typical drunk rock and roll shit. You know, it was just kind of, a had trouble, you know, keeping the band together and relationship at the time went sideways. So I go out to, I just wanted to go out to Australia just with a, a, backpack and a guitar and just, you know, take it easy, you know, and and I got out there and I I just started doing all the same shit that I was doing in the states, you know? Like you can't So you
0: figured then might as well just might as well just do that shit yeah. at home. It's yeah, why not? Yeah, so, I mean, so you when can't, it,
1: you can't run from you can't run from yourself, you know. I, it was a bad breakup and I was, you know, ah, fuck you, I'm going to go to the other side of the world, you know. Um and, uh, and it was, it was, a, yeah, beautiful time, but, um, I don't know. I feel like we've spent too much time on this.
0: <laughs> so you, uh, so you decide, all right, I, it's, it's, you know, the, the states are calling me back. I'm not really growing here. I'm not, you know, I'm not doing anything. Maybe I found whatever it was that I'm going to find. So do you, at that point, just decide then, all right, then I, the next move is Nashville or do you, do you come bum around in, in Boulder city for a while again? What, uh, what, yeah, was, you know, once was, you got uh, back here.
1: I was back in Boulder. I mean, I knew I was going to Nashville, but I I just kind of touched down here and or in Boulder and I was only there for like 3 months. Um you know, just Any
0: any like nerves? Any nerves when you when you make the decision that you're going to Nashville? Any nerves because, yeah. you know, I I moved from, you know, Arizona to New York to try yeah. and, you know, pursue comedy, but I was 22. Yeah. You know, at yeah. this point you're 30 and, you know, yeah. granted, you got some chops, you've lived life, you've, you've got a little bit of a body of work, but like Nashville's no fucking joke, man. Like there's, you know, the musicians there are heavy hitters. Like, are you, are you just like blindly confident? Yeah. Or are you like, what the fuck am I doing?
1: Well, I think, I think coming out of, you know, coming off Australia, I was, I was maybe a little, I mean, moving to Australia, that was the first time I ever moved somewhere else, you know? Um, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, I went, I went big and it was, it was humbling. I mean, I don't, I don't think I'm, you know, I think I'm, uh, uh, you you know, I think there's, you can have, I guess I had a lot of things that I had, I had taken for granted, you know, like, friends and and just your your network that you that you have after you've lived a place a lifetime or or even been Mm -hmm. been uh pursuing you know art or whatever in a in a scene Mm -hmm. a lifetime and i mean it's like even like all the people i i know in the music scene in vegas i mean half of them i knew even before i started playing because i was uh grew up riding bmx and You know, you're hanging out at the skate park with, you know, people in bands and you're going to parties and you're, you know, um, so moving to a place where you don't know anybody, um, Mm. and trying, trying to get something going, um, Cause it's, it's weird. Like there's, there's an, there's an art to it. You know, I don't, I don't know if you want to call it, you know, somebody might call it networking, but you know, you want to get out and meet people and, and, but you know have, portray an air of confidence, but you don't want to like be one of these dudes from LA that like shows up with a business card you know, right. yeah. So, um, it, it, you yeah,
0: know, ben, again, like I, I had this exact sort of uh, this, this exact sort of thing happened in, in New York where like I, I was very also aware that I was an outsider. You know what I mean? Like I know that a yeah. lot of people go there to pursue, you know, whatever artistic endeavors there are, comedy, acting, music, whatever it is. But like I was so um, uh, insecure And aware of the fact that like, I'm not from this scene. I'm from another place. These guys have a, they they, they talk different, they move different. Like, I just felt like such an outsider that that was a big part of, of why I think I could never really get a strong foothold uh, is uh, like, I just, I never felt like I fit in. I couldn't, you know, all the other like comics would go with the diners and they would hang out. And like, I never felt like I, I could do all of that stuff. Like, my jokes are my jokes, and I felt good about that, but there was this whole other part of it that I just never felt like I fit into, and you're 100% right. If you're trying to fit into a community, you have to try to fit into the whole community, not just the thing you're doing on stage in front of others.
2: Well, Brian, can I yeah, ask you I the mean, question? Really... Did you learn it the second time around when you moved to Vegas and enamored and, and yourself to the Vegas community? Were you a little bit forth, no. More forthright? No, that's Nashville. A, yeah, you that's a great...
0: Nashville. No, he's talking about me now. Uh, no, I I also failed oh, that no, time sorry. as I, I failed that time as well. My, this is my yeah. episode. This is. You Hey, Jack, you, you, you joined the wrong band this week. Uh, so, <laughs> no, anyway, my point is, uh, like, so you're trying to get a foothold. You don't necessarily know anybody, but I, yeah. I I mean, how long have you how long have you been there at this point? I mean, you so, you did it. That's the difference. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to try to sum this, sum this up. Um, cause I think, I think it's, you know, you got, you, you're experiencing both, both things. I mean, I didn't go to Australia with like a booking agent being, being a Nashville act. Like a lot of these people that'll go over there and play. I just kind of showed up to hang out with family and friends and went and, you know, showed up to the bars and, and approached it like a local musician, you okay. know? That that said, I I was a novelty being an American. There's not many Americans over there. They love American music, you know, so I think um uh you know, it was hard showing up to a new place, not knowing anybody, but I did I did have a little bit of a leg up. Not that it really got but it opened some doors, you know. Oh, there's this American guy here, you know. But, um, so Nashville, then I get to Nashville and, and I'd kind of like been in Australia where I'd, you know, doors open quicker than I, than I realized, I guess when I was there. And then I get to, I get to Nashville and I walk into a bar and I'm just like another like white guy in a, in a flannel and denim jacket that, (laughs) that likes Wilco you know, or 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 (laughs) whatever, or, or, or Towns vans, Dan, or whatever. So I think, I think, I mean, talk about, talk about be, be invisible, you know, and, uh, it, it really took a couple, I mean, I got, you know, it probably took me three years in Nashville to do what I did in, um, you know, 10 months in in Australia, but a lot of it is, is confidence, man. It's just all, you know, building, building that up and not, you know, not being afraid to, you know, put yourself out there because I think a lot of people are willing to help, you know, cause everybody's either has been new to a place or is, you know, figuring stuff out. It's just, you know, having the confidence to reach out, whether that means like asking, you know, established people to be in your band or, you know, um, whatever it is. I mean, now it's like, I, I look at Nashville and I'm just like, I mean, how long have you been there at this point? Eight, uh, eight, I think Thanksgiving was eight, eight years. Eight.
0: That's crazy. And, and so what is your career? look like you're not on the dole it's much harder to get on the dole here so you're yeah. not so what how yeah. how how are you how are you piecing it together you know life of an artist is not easy uh you're not necessarily yeah. a household name how, how are you piecing together yeah. a living well i loved i'm not <laughs> oh got it okay um, perfect I, I, love, I, I was listening to a, a
1: podcast earlier today with uh, one of the old like discord punk bands and dude said um Dude said, uh, we didn't, we didn't, uh, we didn't make a living, but we made our point, you know? And so Great. that's, yeah. I mean, as far as far as money, man, just, you know, I've been doing odd jobs, bartending, you know, I worked in a magazine for a while, which is really terrible right after COVID. Um, mm-hmm. I worked at a pizza place. I, right now I'm, uh, delivering uh diesel parts. Um, got a, you know, I got a van, nice Sprinter van for, for touring and stuff. So I'm, I picked up this independent contractor, uh, gig delivering diesel parts. And, you know, that's kind of, that's kind of where I'm at now. Um, but you know, doing, doing, uh, Done a lot of shit though, and met a lot of people, and it's it's been it's been great. I mean, I think it's like it's kind of like music grad school, you know, because there really there really are so many great players and, and studios, and you know, just whatever you know, people just live in it. You know, everybody's um, you know, a buddy of mine, uh, Mick Mullins, got a song called Nashville Man which is a great, great song. Um, he's kind of a, he's a country guy. He's got kind of a, a Johnny Paycheck vibe, but he's like a person that uh, sold you that beer or wrote the best song you'll never hear. And your Uber driver man. is also quite the writer. You know, I mean, it's just uh, it's it's a good just line. A yeah. Place, yeah, it's a place full of talented people. But, um, you know, some people can be intimidated by that that sort of thing. Um, you know, I, I've always been inspired by it and motivated by it. Um, and I think, you know, what it, what it did for me. And I, and I think I'm really just like been rounding the corner here. Um, maybe like the last, the last year or two, you know, being in a place like Nashville, it's not, it's not really intimidating when you get down to it. I mean, the more, um, you know, seeing, seeing what's possible, you know, and seeing what people are doing when they're really in the, in the thick of it. Um, it helps you kind of, you know, it helps you see yourself, you know, in, in your own path and, and, um, you know back to the um uh i think there's a
0: key i think there's one key uh element that uh that that you're that you you haven't brought up and that's uh yeah you're not married and you don't have any kids i assume Mm. i don't know that to be true but that i believe that that's probably the case otherwise Yeah. All the way. Otherwise you're having a, uh, you're having a very different experience because I, you know, I listen, I'm a, I'm a father of three at this point. You know, who I actually run into a lot is uh, the former, one of the former members of your crew, which I nicknamed the dirtbags. Uh, I see Eric from time to time because his daughter and my girls go to the same school. And uh, that, that dude is, uh, by the way that dude is a super dad. Like he volunteers for shit. Like I think I'm a hero because like I'll drag, like all my girls want to go to whatever fucking fall festival. And I'm like, fine, I'll take you because I'm the world's best dad. And then Eric's there and he's running the bounce house or shit like that. Like, uh, so that's, you know, it just kind of, he's like that, that friend though. That's like, I don't know
1: if you guys have that friend that they're just like better than everybody at like everything. Yeah. You know, whether it was like a BMX or like, you know, bowling or, you know. He actually
0: actually wrote and performed a country song at the talent show that made me cry. Um, That's a lie. I made that up. But um, (laughs) my, my point is, my point is, like, there's no way you could live this life that you're living Yeah you know, if, if, if you had gone the more traditional route,
1: I mean, what am I doing? I mean, I got, I got two, I got two, uh, crazy dogs. I mean, uh, I got, you know, I got a girlfriend I've been with for a couple of years. I mean, I'm not out like, I mean, I'm not at the level of success where you're, you know, on tour, you know, a couple hundred days mm-hmm. a year, like a lot of folks. I mean, I, I live, and I think, I think that's, You know, uh, one of the things about another thing about moving out to Nashville that that uh, it kind of, you know, you know, like in Wizard of Oz, where there's the man behind the curtain, you know, it's like you think all these motherfuckers out here are, you know, making money and, and just living these rock star lives because you can buy their. You go to Zia Records and and buy their record, but or see them on the TV. But like, you know, a lot of these people playing back and the artists on the TV—they're bartending or, you know, right. I mean, everybody's like kind of scraping by, living a very—I mean, everybody is broke. You know, 100%. like hundred percent. I, I go back to Vegas and it's like buddies I grew up with, like, you know, they're they're raising families, they're you know, like they like have government jobs. They're, you know, they got. I mean, everybody I know out here is just fucking scraping by, man. I mean, Nashville is a is a kind of um, at least in the music scene over here in East Nashville where I live, which would be kind of like the you know the Brooklyn or the you know the hip artsy liberal side of town. Um, sure. I mean, you're fucking broke, man. Everybody I know is a bartender.
0: Well, and see, and that's, and that's kind of what I was saying because, uh, you know, so in, in comedy, it, it, people just start to peel off, right? You're young and you're like, we're going to do this forever. Yeah. Like, I don't care. This is just going to be my life. And then you peel off. So a couple of months ago, we talked to my buddy, uh, Brant Tobler, who is a, 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 talented. I love that. Comp- I, yeah. I love that. And I love, I love the parallels
1: between, you know, between the music at, uh, our level and the the comedy because it's, it's
0: yeah so uh, you so same, you listen if you heard that episode so it's the same idea right like he he committed he's you know he's a year older than me but he's like this is it this is what I'm doing uh and you know he has these moments where he's performing in big theaters opening for huge acts and then you know the next night he's making fifty bucks at some shitty bar and and, but I, I, that's it. Like he made that commitment. Like that's going to be his life. I went another way. I always swore I would never would, but I have a family and now I have a job and a business. And, you know, I still do, I still tell jokes sometimes and I talk to weirdos on the internet, but that's where it sort of ends for me. Uh, so I guess it comes to you. Like, uh, have you sort of, uh, is this, is this, at least at this point in your life, you can't see your life being anything different. This is what you want to do, whether you make it enormous or, Uh, or whether you kind of stay where you are right now, are you good with that? Or is there a point where you're like, you know what, I think maybe, uh, you know, this is going to have to take a backseat to X, Y, Z, something else.
1: Yeah. Um, so I, I, uh, I can give you, I can give you some, uh, perspective on that. So my dad passed away in May. And uh, we, I, I saw that, yeah, 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 it's that's kind of been like really what what my year is uh kind of been all about um this year, but but uh the eulogy we had is a, a party um called it Katie Fest, his name was Katie um C A D Y um in Utah a few weeks ago, and the eulogy I wrote uh, uh, can I just read you the first paragraph that'll Go for that'll I'll just pull it. I'll just just the first paragraph. Um, kind of mm-hmm. sh- uh, shine some light on that. I was sitting at a bar in Nashville recently with Boo Ray, a crazy redneck musician from Georgia, whom my dad dug, having one of those musician to musician talks about the crap we all deal with and uh, difficulty staying committed to a lifestyle that any reasonable, stable person or clinical definition might consider insane. It might've just been one of those crying your beers kind of nights, a non-alcoholic beer for me these days when the conversation turned a corner to all the cool stuff we've done and why we'd rather do nothing else. It was then when Boo Ray, a former drug addict who has lived many lives and who once outran a ba- uh, who once outran a bounty hunter to make an album with Tom Petty's drummer, uh, leaned in and said, you know, we're the motherfuckers we wanted to be. So yeah. I don't know if that, I don't know. It's if beautiful. I don't know if that It does. No, that's,
0: that's beautiful. I mean, that's, that's the reality, right? Like that's, that's sort of yeah. the reality of this life and you have it in your soul and you do it or, or you don't. And it's not, it's not easy. People, you know, it, it always bothers me. You know, what always drives me crazy are musicians or comics or whoever it is. You hear them uh, once they've become successful. And they start talking about like, there's no plan B, man. I just went into it and I lived in my car and I did this (laughs) and I did that. I'm like, you do know that like the vast majority, like most people who start a career in some sort of art have that mentality. And most of us are fucking broke and living shitty lives for like a long time. Uh, And most of us don't explode and become, you know, A-list movie stars. So that's the difference. Like you only hear those people talk about it. You don't hear the other ones. So that's, you know, where where it ends up is you get people like me who, who peel off and say, I love it, but I can't anymore. It's not who I, you know, it's not how I can sustain my life moving forward. Or guys like hopefully you and Brant who say, Listen, maybe there's going to be ups, maybe there's going to be downs, but there's just not another way for me. And I that's mean, the choice you got to make. And it's not an easy choice.
1: I mean, do you do you uh do you miss that? Or did you get to a point where you're just like, fuck, this lifestyle sucks? Yeah, I, I'd rather no, spend I, time. I'd rather spend time with my kids. Or do you feel like you? uh you know, um, I,
0: I, a hundred percent on yeah, the other side yeah. of it at the time I, I agonized over it. Like I felt yeah. terrible It's because it's I yeah. put so much time and so much effort. Like I, if I had put this kind of effort in my twenties into a career, I could be a very rich person right now, but I didn't yeah. like, I didn't do it till I was 30, you know, in, in, in you know, early, early to mid thirties, once I had a son, uh, that I said, Hey, uh, you know, I, I got to downshift this, but, so I miss that part of it, but I got to tell you, like I still go out and do you know a handful of gigs, and every right. year I do a little bit less. And I got to tell you, I get annoyed. Like I'm like I, I'm I'm staying in a place that's shitty. Uh, I'm uh, uh I you know I'm, it's late. I'll, I got to do I got to do a ten thirty show. Jesus Christ, when's this yeah. gonna end? Like yeah. all that little stuff is just it's it's you know. And I'm I'm older than you. I'm forty five, and so like all of that stuff just kind of wears on me. And so now being on the other side of it, I'm I'm happy. And I, re- and I also like, you know, uh, it took me a minute to kind of take a breath and realize like, you know, I'm, I'm not next level talented or a next level hustler. Like I'm m- medium yeah. talented and zero hustler. Like I was never going to, I was never going to be the Netflix special guy. And, and I'm okay hey, with it, that.
1: Does it, does it piss you off the medium talented, uh, people that are, yeah. uh, good at
0: hustling? And- Yeah, I'd rather not talk about it, but it does it. But at the same time, like at the same time, I also get it. Like I I had the I had the same opportunity. Like, you know, I was maybe born just a touch too early. Like if I was born maybe a little bit later, I would have maybe related to that that new gen, the next generation of comic. Uh, But I always related to the generation before me. And uh, I think that that was probably a, a you know a, a problem. Um, you know, I didn't in, embrace a lot of things that made medium level people insanely popular, and that's on me. But it's also hard. Like I, I also that's the other thing I realized is like what I liked about comedy was writing jokes and telling jokes. And that's the part I liked. Uh, But if you want it to be your job and you probably know this, like you have to treat it like a full-time job, right? Like you got to work it. Okay. So maybe, maybe I actually tell jokes 30 minutes or 60 minutes a night, but that doesn't mean that that's what my job is. Like put, yeah, I got to put in an eight hour fucking day if I'm going to really make this a career. And I wasn't willing to.
1: Yeah. Ben, uh... Ben Nichols from uh, Lucero, this uh, great like country rock band that I've loved for twenty years. Uh, he told me once, being in a band is all about trying to find a place to park the van. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. There's there's all this there's all this other shit, and like when you, you know, it's it's. Uh, yeah, it's it's frustrating, and it's not it's not and and it's nuanced because it's not just it's not just um, you know pass fail you know it's not success right. or or bar exactly it's it's there there are so many tiers and there are so many um, there are so many different ways to lose your integrity you know and that's yeah. and that's <clears throat> like that's just been such a big a big part of it. Um, I mean, not, not like people are, are, you know, throwing me record deals, but like I, I, uh, you know, shows early on to start my own label and be independent. I mean, I come out of like a punk rock background, you know, so, so you know, all the do it yourself stuff and, and, um, but I mean, you know a lot a lot of the, the success that you see in the music industry though is just straight up money man it's just people paying for very expensive um publicists you know things that um you know some people just most people can't afford you know and if you got no, a, a million percent deal, it,
0: it's you know, a machine. It's a, all of it is a machine. And if you can make money for one other person, then that makes yeah. you valuable. And unless somebody else sees that, then, you know, you, you're not, and it's, it has so little to do with art. At least that's been my experience.
1: Yeah. And sure, I think, you know, similar I, to you. I think you guys touched on that when you were talking about comedy at one point. Um, but you know, that's a common theme. I mean, everybody, everybody has heard that, but, but yeah, I mean, getting, getting into it you know down in the trenches and really seeing how things work you know i mean a lot of the a lot of the perceived success is just is just riding on um it's like it's like kind of how like the number like you're you're uh, you know a lot more likely to be rich if you're uh, already rich you know, <laughs> yeah. you know that's that's kind of that's kind of yeah. how the music industry works i mean a lot of these like smaller bands that are like propped up by labels that are propped up by like one artist's back catalog like um you know i'm i'm pretty uh, you know I'm, I'm i don't know if anybody in nashville will listen to this so i will be careful what i say but I think, you know, I think there's a lot of smoke and mirrors. I know, I know there's a lot of smoke and mirrors in it. I mean, one of the most, like, established indie indie labels is, like, backed by, like, Coca-Cola family mm. money. You know, like that kind of thing. Or other labels that are propped up by, um, you know, I goddamn guarantee you that, that uh, Third Man Records is propped up by, white stripes back catalog, you know, and like that, and like that, that sort of thing. And they're, and they're, they're doing good work, but you know, it's kind of like, um, there's just a lot of, um, you know,
0: patronage,
1: I guess. Um,
0: so let's, let's talk about like how we can like, how can we support you? You got your move. you got music out there. Like, can you, can you tell us a little bit about how we can find your shit, how we can, we can support you.
1: Um, yeah, I'll just give you my Venmo, uh, at Jack huh. and Johnson, and you can just, uh, send me money and That's support. Uh, I'll, send, I'll send you whatever, you, whatever you want. um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I got to. So the label, the label is, uh, it's called devil's tower records. And I started that, you know, when I was back in Vegas and it was dormant for a while, but during the pandemic, um, I out here, I started putting energy into it again and putting out records again. I mean, everything I've ever done is, or produced, um, for friends have, have been under the, the devil's tower. Um, you know, label and so Devil's Tower Records It it links to a, a band camp page, and you can buy or listen to just about uh, everything I've been working on for the last decade. And in um, but you know that that being said, in uh, so it's just been you know put out records by my friends. You know, it's very very small. In uh, in twenty twenty one though. Um, I had the opportunity to produce with uh, another buddy, this John Prine tribute record that I pitched to record store day and, uh, got, it was a, it was an official, uh, record store day release in, in 21 and, um, had a bunch of Nashville artists and, and some folks from around uh, a few other places, uh, cover john prine songs who of course he's a great nashville songwriter who uh passed away early uh in 2020 from COVID. he was like one of the first big you know deaths in, in terms mm. of that, that sort of thing um but uh anyways we did this prime record and uh did it for charity and and got a lot of people to to contribute their music or their their efforts the vinyl pressing company donated stuff mastering engineer who had also mastered prines last record. Um, he, he did it for free. So I kind of pooled the resources and got, got real creative and, and it was a, um, a, uh, benefit for a, a local, uh, a homeless shelter here, which was one of the organizations that the prine family, suggested people donate to when, when he passed away. Um, so anyways, we, we do this, we do this record and it's, it's a record store day release. And, uh, so it's, it's got this self-promotion built in, you know, because the record store day catalog goes out and everybody sees it, shops order it. And, um, we, we printed, a a thousand, records, I think. And, uh, we sold out. Wow. And it got on the, it got on the billboard charts for vinyl. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it was like number 11. It like just missed the top 10 for, uh, for vinyl releases that week. And, uh, so anyways, going from just like doing little, like, you know, DIY releases with my friends to doing this, this kind of like national release, which, which only happened due to, you know, kind of a... It was kind of a perfect storm of, of you know, being accepted as... You know, if it wasn't accepted by Record Store Day, the thing would have been dead in the water. Um, but getting it on the Record Store Day list, um, getting all these people to donate their work, so our overhead was low. Um, and so it was like... It was kind of my first and only kind of step into the actual music industry, you know, which, which was encouraging because it, you know, it, um, you know, we saw that, yeah, you can, you can play this game, you know, but it takes, it takes money that, that, um, you know, most of the people, most of the people I know just don't have, yeah, that's the fucked
0: up part, man. Um, you know. Listen, I I, I want to say one last thing before we, you know, as we kind of wrap it up here. You know, as, as part of uh, this relaunch, we've, uh, every time we get somebody on and we kind of relive yeah. a few of our favorite stories from the past, I have two very vivid tycon related memories when it comes to you. Oh, God. Uh, the f- my the mom, first my is.
1: Mom is gonna, my mom is going to listen to this, by the no, way. No, no,
0: no. This is, listen, I, I keep it. I, the, the first, and, and this isn't she even your asked. fault.
1: This is how. She already asked me about the towel from a previous uh, episode.
0: Listen, uh, the first is – the the first Tycon you came to where everybody walked up to you and asked if you had weed and based on nothing, based solely on your physical appearance, they're like, that dude's probably got weed and everybody asked you for some. It wasn't on (laughs) nothing. Including Tony, including fucking Tony, by the way, asked you for weed.
2: Oh, how times have changed. Now you just go to a store, Uh, but it wasn't based off nothing. You say it was based off nothing. Come on. Look at
0: that dude. Even his mom knows he has that look. I'm sure she'll agree. Look he, he looks like he probably he did yeah. look like he probably had weed. Uh, yeah. The sec- the second one, of course, and we, we mentioned it the last time you were on, but I will mention it anytime I ever see you was the t- the, the, <laughs> that last Tycon where uh, e- everyone was leaving. And I go into my, you know, my room, the, the room that I, you know, I was going to stay in for the night. And you and a young lady who you may have known, you may have brought, maybe you didn't know. No one seemed to know this lady. You and her were in my bathtub. And listen, I'm, I'm a team player. I'm not going to cock block anybody. But it got to a point where you were in there so long, it was just me and fucking Jimmy Henderson alone. Yep. In the other room, talking to each other. Uh, and uh, and I'm like, he's got to get the fuck out of here. Uh, whatever happened to Bathtub Girl? You guys still talk? Yeah. Or- <laughs>
1: no i don't i don't i don't talk to the bathtub girl Um, fair enough (laughs) well and since and since and since you're since you're
0: oh i was gonna say since your girlfriend uh, and we can segue this into uh last topic here a segue into it since your girlfriend you know you made a promise to your girlfriend i and i love love if you want to talk about pussy we can also do that here in this last few minutes
1: well can i i actually it's funny you should say that because i actually came prepared with a uh a poem. Ooh. Fuck exciting.
0: yeah. Uh, dude, are we, we going to end this with a poem? This is going to be the best episode and, ever. Go for and, it.
1: And, and, uh, and, um, and, uh, yeah, it ties into uh, how to, how to, su- the theme of how to support the arts. Okay. Let's do it. Can't oh, wait. and, uh, and, um, anyways, all right. And, uh, all right. This is a poem called She Put Her Pussy on the Internet. (laughs) This is already my favorite poem. Okay,
0: good. She
1: put her pussy on the Internet, and that's a fact. She put her pussy on the Internet, and that's just a fact, Jack. This ain't a slut shame. It's a natural evolution. She came here with the same dreams we all had. Then, she put her pussy on the Internet. The system's broken, sister, except for where it's got to squeeze. Everyone needs money and love, and some of us put our pussies on the Internet. I do what I do, and you do what you do, too. It's the same gig, except only one of us put their pussy on the Internet. She put her pussy on the Internet. She was born to do it. It was nature. It was nurture. It was a pussy on the Internet. She put her pussy on the internet for all to see it could have been you. It could have been me. She put her pussy on the internet for all to see could have been you. Could have been me.
0: That was the best. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Why, that's a new record. I, Jack, shit. Jack, shit. Shit. <laughs> another, another fucking party. That's the new record. Jack, shit, another fucking party, and God bless you, man. This has been so good to catch up with you. You did a wonderful job. I, uh, I, I'm I, so happy that we got to talk, and I hope it's not the last time we do. Uh, 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 Jack, I will. Uh, we're, we're going to wrap this up right now. I mean, I don't know that, that you could top your poem, but if there's any last words you want to say, go ahead and just do it right now. Uh... Oh, I thought we were <laughs> – <Okay.
1: laughs> Go <laughs> – Go to the fucking show. There it is. I got a, go I got the- a, sticker, I got a sticker sitting sitting right here that uh, my guitarist made. said, go to the fucking show. And uh, that's, that's how you can support bands. Go to the fucking show, not the fucking Wallflowers. Go support some independent bands. <laughs> uh, they're the ones that need it. And, um, you know...
0: Absolutely. And, and you're to killing, be fair, you're
1: killing me. You're Jacob, killing me. Jacob
0: looked like he needed it, to be fair. He looked like he needed it. But anyway, go ahead. No, I'll take it. Go ahead. A couple more things. A couple
1: more things. Yeah. Com- sure, Comments and criticism.
0: Of course.
1: You're killing me with the sports. Okay. Fair enough. This is, this is turning into a goddamn NFL draft podcast.
2: Agreed. We can-
0: It was a couple of rough episodes. I'm not going to, I agree with you. We're on the same page there. There's some rough episodes about that. Yeah. And
1: uh, uh, you should interview a woman.
0: Okay. I agree.
1: If I, I ever get you. a, a, a female you. listener, I would love to. I dare to, you. I would love to. I dare yeah. you. No, random. Man on the street. <laughs> woman
0: on the street. uh, Trust, trust me. And and me at age (laughs) forty-five, randomly walking up to a woman is going to end up in an assault charge. But uh, I I agree with you. We will get a woman. I'm just just
1: saying that for uh, for my girlfriend Casey, uh, because we're uh, your your TAI is uh, affectionately. Referred to as the the dude podcast.
2: She's not wrong, mm. and and I don't I mean, mean she that.
0: Ain't, she ain't wrong. <laughs> no. You've been you've been to a tycon, buddy. It's uh, there's a lot of sausage. Uh, all right, everybody, listen. Uh, jack shit. Check out his music. Support him. Fucking Venmo him. I think uh, I think yep. he deserves yeah. it. Uh, that poem alone deserves a, a few bucks. Hel- help our friend out, Tony. Before we get out of here, do you have any uh, any any parting words?
2: No, I, I think I'm pretty good. All I would say, Jack, is I know you were crit- critiquing my intro, but I like to keep it awkward and offbeat. That was a <laughs> deliberate choice, my friend. That's Have you not on, heard any on of musical works? <laughs> they are offbeat and weird I mean, I think and I... strange.
1: I don't need any help being awkward and awkward and offbeat. But, um, I'm not no, saying thanks, you
2: need thanks. help. I'm also that. Let me embrace <laughs> my weirdness. It's not just the TARD card. There is some uneasiness oh that surrounds me as well, <laughs> my friend.
0: <laughs> yeah. we, we know. Uh, all right. Oh, we well, as, as the one... As the one super cool, smooth, confident guy, let me be the one to say Uh, thank you, Jack. Thank you, Tony. We'll uh, we'll be back with another show next week. Uh, Let's let's get out of here. Bye. All
1: right. See you guys.